Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Dinesh Gauri. He's a professor of marketing in the Sam M. Walton College of Business. He has expertise in retail strategy, pricing, analytics, big data, omni-channel, and shopper marketing. He's also, from an academic side, he's a real expert in this topic called marketing science, which we're going to talk about today. In fact, in 2018, he received the Walton College Excellence in Research Award. And Dinesh has been uh, at the University of Arkansas for about four years now. He was previously at Syracuse University. But Dinesh is uh, an expert, as I said, in marketing science. And he's actually uh, helping to build our strength in that. Dinesh, thank you for agreeing to be interviewed today. I appreciate it. Well, Matt, it's been a pleasure and an honor. Um, as you said, I've been here for four years. And these four years so far have been been really good and much better than the the previous uh, 15 years or so that I had in the academic world because as you mentioned I do a lot of this retail related work and and this area in northwest Arkansas uh, this is probably the dream place for me uh, to be here there are a lot of these professionals who are in various uh, parts of consumer packaged goods retailing supply chain and those are the topics I, I generally uh, focus on for my research purpose. When we hired you, one of the reasons I was really a champion of hiring you was because I thought, you know, in Northwest Arkansas, where we've got so much data, nobody's yeah. using it, you know? And so I thought, gosh, we need to build strength in this area. So, so Dinesh, what is marketing science? Yeah, so, so marketing science in a very simplistic way is basically solving marketing problems using some data science tools and techniques. Now, data science is a very, very broad term, so I'll just specify that it includes econometric uh, models, mathematical models, computer science models. So when we take these marketing problems of interest to uh, either the manufacturer or the retailer or the consumers and we use these data science tools and techniques that essentially becomes marketing science. Uh, Dinesh, I know you teach both at the undergraduate and the graduate level. When you teach at the MBA level, what kinds of marketing science techniques do you teach to the class? Yeah, so I, I teach uh, or have taught courses like marketing analytics, uh, uh, brand management, and, and then retail strategies, what I've been doing for a few years now, uh, and then introduction to management or introduction to marketing. So in terms of data science skills, in, uh, we go through things like choice modeling, so different type of uh, logite or probate or multivariate components of these models. Uh, conjoint analysis, uh, time series analysis, logistic regression, factor analysis, discriminant analysis, some sort of forecasting of demand. So these are some of the 
the things that we we go through in the classes with different assignments and I provide some uh, some data to the students also to to run it because I, I realized that many of these companies that they work in even though they have access to a lot of data which they should be running some of their own models uh, but the companies do not want that data to be shared so I provide them with some uh, data with my assignments so that they can run these different models. How about at the undergraduate level? Yeah, so on undergrad level, we do not go in that much depth, but at the same time, we go through some of the basics of what you can do, some statistics, some regression, basics of choice modeling. Uh, also, we focus on things like factor or cluster analysis, and then again, the basics of the, the forecasting of demand and things like that. So we do the same things, but probably not in so much depth. Uh, but some students, I, I, I get surprised all the time. There are some students in the undergrad class also who want to know more. And then I encourage them to either uh, take some more classes or to do some graduate program or even a PhD program for that matter, if they are interested in going deeper into these uh, techniques and models. In the past, we had marketing science. I mean, marketing science has been around for a long time. Yeah. But we didn't have the data. So a lot of models were being created that couldn't even be used. Do you think that this proliferation of data bodes well for the future of marketing science? So a lot of the data has been generated only in the last few years. So there was a famous saying which, uh, which IBM uh, CEO Jenny Rometty came up with a few years back uh, and she said that 80% of the world's data was created in the last five years. Now that saying has been also like, uh, I think she said this in five or six years back, but I was doing some, some search and I found out that there are about 2.7 zettabytes of data which exists now in the digital universe. And, and Matt, can you estimate how much, how many zeros is in zettabytes after one? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so I had no idea too. So I looked it up and there were 21 zeros after oh. one. So 2.7 zettabytes which exist right now. And by 2025, they estimate that about 0.46 zettabytes of data will be created every day globally. And how much is it like today, one day, like uh, 500 million tweets are sent uh, per day, about 295 billion emails are sent one day, uh, 5 billion searches on internet are made in a day. And now since we are in Northwest Arkansas, where, where Walmart is headquarters, so about 280 million uh, weekly customers are what Walmart entertains every day around the world. So just to put things in, in perspective. So there is a lot of data which is being generated uh, uh, not only in the United States, but around the world now. You know, continuing with this thought of what is marketing science, what are some of the kinds of questions that you can answer with marketing science tools? Yes, I'll give you a few examples. So a few years back, I did a project where, uh, let's say a company like PNG, they have about, uh, I think, 20 plus billion dollar plus brands. And let's say they have this Tide brand, 
which we focused on and and that's their primary brand but they also have these other brands like downy or febreze which are in a different product category and let's say they wanted to come up with a new product called tied with downy or tied with febreze which is exactly what they they came up with then we wanted to study things like what happens after the introduction of the product like who buys that product which brand benefits the most whether it's the loyal users of the brand uh, which just buy this new product or whether this new brand is attracting some new shoppers which are which are new to that category so which is ideally what the company would like so we used various uh, marketing science methods like choice modeling we had some data on before the time which the product was introduced and after the time the product was introduced and then we ran some of these uh, marketing science based choice models to answer these questions i'll i'll give you one more example from the uh, practice side of things so shopper marketing is a very uh, growing field in both research as well as practice and these shopper marketing managers as well as the chief marketing officers of any company would like to know what is the return on investments uh, on various programs that they are running to attract the shoppers so they do things like special displays uh, they use influencers they use social media uh, they have some retailer events which they run at different retailers so they would like to know how much is the incremental sales due to these shopper marketing programs now getting to uh, return on investment requires building some mathematical models uh, essentially which are modeling the incremental sales if you get these incremental sales to be higher than the spend that you are making in that program then your of course return on investment is more than one which is what they would want uh, otherwise they are losing money in that program and not getting enough incremental sales you know i think a lot of times practitioners whether they be in marketing or sales or executive leadership positions i mean i would think executive leadership positions could utilize marketing science analyses and, and input but my guess is that many executives aren't even aware that this exists they probably think oh we need people who have good data science skills mm-hmm. but just because you can manipulate data around doesn't mean you really utilize marketing science why would you need someone specifically with a marketing science education or background to solve certain kinds of questions in business versus just someone who's just good at computer science or math yeah that's a very good question matt so what has come about is this that you can you can find a lot of statisticians and and folks who can run the model but if you do not find people who can interpret the results of the model and come up with some type of uh, implications for the practice okay that if if i find this return on investment then what does it actually mean or how can i shift my dollars from one activity to other activity so you you need some storytelling ability you need some ability to derive insights out of it and that's where i think a, a person which has a combination of both these modeling skills or at least understanding what the model is coming as well as interpreting the results 
would be the the full marketing science person. Uh, just running the model and getting some of the results will will not help much. Yeah, you know, and I would imagine if you had someone that was just strong quantitatively mm-hmm. in a marketing science position, they may not be as familiar with the terminology of marketing, but they also might not see opportunities. Yes. So, you know, a senior executive might ask for some kind of analysis and someone that has a marketing science background, they'll be able to do the analysis, but they might even be able to go a step further and say, you might also want to look at these things. Yeah. And they know that from their marketing understanding, not just their quantitative skills. Yep. So you need a combination of these uh, different uh, uh, skills to be able to come together. And, and most of us are good at one or two things. We are not good at everything. So, so that's why you need different types of people and a cross-disciplinary uh, or cross-functional approach in this case. Now, you need some long, long-term vision also for this because many of these models and things cannot be just run or implemented like a switch of a button. So you need to build up that skill in your in your team in the long run so that uh, when you have the data and when you get some of these uh, people who can run the models, then you can see that what comes out of it that you can implement or not. So it's it's both an art, art and a science. And as I say in, in my classes to the students that models do not do miracles. Right, so models are as good as the data that we are feeding them into. Now, in present world that we are living, we're about uh, the zettabytes of data which exist, and about 80 to 90% of it is unstructured data. So now you you cannot put that unstructured data directly into any type of model. Now, so let me know, ask you a question real quickly. Yeah. Um, I think some of our listeners won't understand what unstructured data is. Would you mind yeah. explaining that? Yeah, so unstructured data is things like reviews or text which people write or the posts that they do on various uh, social media and other platforms or the videos that, that we watch and upload, the images that we uh, again watch and upload in different platforms. A user-generated data which has not been curated in any shape or form in many of these social media platforms and other platforms around the world in different websites. So that that all is unstructured. Now, whereas structured would be where you you have your point of sale information which is coming from the register and you know that somebody came and they bought two units and they paid X amount of dollars and whether they came again or not. So that is more like a structured uh, data, which a lot of companies are used to seeing. But this unstructured data, which exists uh, in in like uh, so much abundance around, is something really new. So that's why I was saying that you cannot just wake up one day and say, okay, I have now these five terabytes of data, and then just run it into a model and tell me what the data is telling me. So you will have to build up expertise and skills. You will have to put some structure to it and then put up into some of these machine learning and other models to be able to give you some insights. Dinesh, I know for both research and teaching, you need data. What kind of data sources do we have available to us in the Walton College that you could use in marketing science? 
Yeah, so we, we have access to both structured as well as unstructured data for both faculty as well as students to, to work on for teaching as well as research purposes. So for, for unstructured data, we have access to a global database of a company called Brandwatch. Um, and for structured uh, data, we have access to uh, Nielsen scanner and panel data, Cantor advertising uh, data set, and we also have point of sale data for a uh, from a major retail store, uh, which we we cannot name for the purpose of com, uh, confidentiality, uh, but but it's a very uh, good data set that we have. And amongst these unstructured and structured data, this is the nearly the best that anybody can can get. And we also have relationships now with various uh, uh, companies, and they are willing to do some experiments if some uh, of the researchers are able to come up with some, let's say, things that they want to implement. So the companies in the area are willing to do it that, okay, we are going to do this experiment now and get the data and see what happens before and after the experiment. So you were the first hire in the marketing science area in our marketing department. Do you think that the future of marketing science is bright do you th what, what what are your expectations about the future oh yeah it's certainly bright so if you think about any of these uh, companies now we are living in this uh, uh, during pandemic world so I, I cannot call it post yet uh, but but many of this uh, work at home and other possible things that we have been able to do is because of the technology companies and think about the data that each one of these companies is generating or being able to help us with. Uh, so companies have now troves and troves of uh, data at their disposal. And, and because of some competitive nature of the business, they are not comfortable sharing it with others. But then what they do is they hire people directly into their setting, into their company, and then they tell them that, okay, now what else can we do? So, so I, I think future is really, really bright for uh, students to uh, be able to know these skills. And then there is no dearth of companies. Even now I see uh, there are a lot of these job postings in our local area, which keep coming off uh, either directly at Walmart or some of these suppliers uh, who deal with Walmart. And they have openings in shopper marketing, they have openings in digital commerce, e-commerce, uh, data analytics. So there, there is a lot of requirement for these people uh, in the area now, and it will continue to be there in the foreseeable future. Dinesh, thank you so much for joining the Walton College a few years ago and building our capacity in this really important area. You know, I think many people in, in uh, our region know data analytics is important. They don't realize the opportunity in marketing science because uh, there's just many people aren't aware of it. So I appreciate you coming here and helping to build that capacity. One, our students need to be learning it. We need research that's relevant in this area, but also for your network and building this uh, part of our organization. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Matt. I've been very excited and honored to be here. And uh, thank you for all your efforts in making things happen. And I, I know that uh, uh, many folks that I interact with, they say that we didn't know that uh, Warden College had these courses. 
but they are excited about the possibilities and we get a lot of positive feedback uh, from different uh, benefactors and people all the time. So thank you for having me and thank you for your efforts too. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C podcast, and now Be Epic. Be Epic.